What's up, everybody? We are back. I think it's podcast number 5050, and you missed them all. I'm sorry. But no, we are back from the awesome break of um, the Chinese virus or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> every time, every one, the, did you see that uh, press conference when the, is Trump's like, yeah, it's the China China virus, and the guy's like, well, why did, why is it called that? He's like, because it's from China. <laughs> I'm just like, I just laugh because it's so funny because <laughs> it's just he, his mannerisms are ridiculous. But anyways, we're gonna talk about the the coronavirus a little bit, um, kind of you know talking about getting back on track and stuff because you know people have been away, people have gained like 400 pounds like myself, <laughs> and um, you know tomorrow I turn 30 and. Um, Apparently, I said on the last podcast I'm supposed to get back in shape. So um, we're going to just kind of talk about some stuff. But, yeah, that is a goal. Uh, it is a goal. No, that's what I'm doing. That's not a goal. That's what I'm doing because right. I'm getting my ass out of bed at 4.30 again. Wow. It is so dark on my street. It is really dark everywhere. Well, yeah. Out here, I understand. Yes. Out here, I understand because you're in the middle of nowhere. And there's no like streetlights, but on there's no streetlights on my lo- on my road. And I'm in Brunswick, really, which makes no sense. Hmm. Yeah, because uh, I left for I had a train a client at like uh, six thirty, and um, I got up. I'm like, holy shit, I can't see anything. I even turn. I had to turn on like the porch light just to get to my car because I couldn't see anything. But good thing I got my headlamp fixed. Got my batteries in my Are headlamp. You, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got to get it done, right? Uh, yeah, I, I used it last time, so I don't care. I mean, you can so either I'm, make I'm, excuses for why you can't, or you can I'm not try gonna get and ran over by, I'm to. not going to get ran over by a car. There's no way up that early. So, and right. Plus, it's like, I run like, if you ran like a quarter of a mile, you're on like the main strip of yeah. like 303, and then you're good. Honestly, so. you're probably safer at that time of day, because not only can you see the headlights of any, you know, oncoming cars, but, yeah. you know, there's hardly anybody out there. Yeah, there's nobody the morning, out there. So. Even when I was running in Valley City, there's like one car. Now, are you, like, I know you said you kind of fell off the wagon. Were you still lifting? No, or I'm no, you do were doing shit. anything. So are you going to go back to lifting? Yeah, too? I'm going to go back to lifting, um, lifting how, six how days. days I have to go. I can, I'm probably going to go five. I'll, I want to go six. I'll probably try to go six. If I, when I get up, because I'm not saying if, when I get up, it's 430, I'll make that decision. Because if I have the time, I'll just go in the morning and just do it. Right. Because, um, and that was the, the problem with my, where I work. So I work in Akron. And my boss will want me to stay and work on something until like 10 o'clock. And then I, I go home and I go to sleep. So I'm stopped not doing that. Um, if they want me to do that, they can um, have me do it tomorrow. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I drive from Akron to Medina and then home. So there's just, uh, it's like 45 minutes from my house to my new job. So I just don't think it was time time inducive but i have to just do it now and i'll just get off at 4 30 because that's what i'm scheduled till and i'm salary wow so that's what i'm working till right yeah so they got a problem with that they can yell at me at temple tomorrow i guess <laughs> nice <laughs> not that they care now you kind of fell off track though before like the coronavirus didn't wasn't what no no it was um yeah because it was uh took a break Started back up, was doing really good, got a new job, and then, then, like, bought a house in December, had a baby in April. Well, I didn't have a baby. My wife did. And then that was, yeah, it was, like, just those couple things. So it's just a lot of... A lot of life events going on. Right. Yeah. Dealing with... uh, We had to get our AC AC replaced, AC and furnace replaced. We got to get that done getting windows done so it's just a lot of a lot of stuff but uh yeah that's kind of re- the reason why it's just those big things new job new house new kid so and it d- especially doesn't help when um i don't get with up with my kids i sleep yeah because so my wife is stay home so uh when levi's getting up at 12 and then ruth's getting up at one and then levi's getting up at two it's oh, just like it wasn't like it just started recently like a week ago and I'd be like, 
what is with these kids getting up all the time? Like, go to bed, stay in your bed. And I was, and I was, I told my wife something like terrible, not like terrible, but I'm like, you know what I want to do to Levi's room? I'm like, I want to soundproof it, put both of them in there and close the door. <laughs> so the then dream of sleep. every parent oh, had that room. <laughs> and she, I mean, she has a temperament for that and she's like super patient. I'm not, I'm like, get in yeah. bed now because it's nine o'clock and you're supposed to be sleeping Yeah. because I'm supposed to be sleeping. So that's where I'm at with that. Right. But well, I think this is a really good topic for us to cover because, you know, coming out of this uh, coronavirus, um, I, I think a lot of people realized um, how important their health is, but how easy it is for something like a, a bump in the road or these major life events to throw them completely off track. Oh, yeah. I totally mean, agree with that. Yeah. I know people who were have been consistent working out for months and months or even years and years, and this quarantine happened, mm -hmm. and they weren't able to go do like their Orange Theory workouts or their... Uh, or their gym workouts. Well, they should have just was... invested in a CrossFit gym in their garage. Yeah, that's easier said than done, though, because yeah, you, I, I think when it comes to motivation, you have to know what kind of person you are. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, like if you love the Orange Theory workouts or if you're a CrossFitter. Yeah, if you like that, like camaraderie. Right. And, uh, it's a culture thing. Yeah, I get so that. So when you get thrown off that way, it's not as easy as it sounds to just start doing like online videos. And, and I think a lot of people just got into this depressive funk well they they said it. i think they, they said the depression rate went up yeah during this time um, suicide rates went up yeah it's just it's just okay i under, i don't know anything about the virus i didn't really read about it just kind of like you know in passing read some things but i think there i understand there a lot of people died or you know well, it didn't say that CDC is like direct cause from the coronavirus deaths, like 10,000 10, deaths, like directly correlations. Right. And then there's a lot more if you have like underly other underlying health conditions, right? Yes, if you have like, yeah. Right. So, I mean, taking that into effect, so let's just say 100,000 people, I think it was like 100,000 people died. Yeah. Something like that. There, There's more people that die from... I think they just said like TB, tuberculosis this year than that in America. And for us to shut down the country and then have all these other like, okay, bad, everybody's going to be in bad health, bad spirits, depressed. Right. Um, I mean, when you out look of at work, the, you know, look, I think it was, I think it was way worse to shut down the country right. for something that no one even knew anything about. And I was actually reading, listening on the Joe Rogan podcast. Awesome. I love his podcast. I mean, I wish I could just go on his podcast and just talk to him because he is like the most interesting person. He really is. Because he's like every person that he has on, he's really engaged with and he like does research, I think, about him. But he, ta but he, he talks to everybody, whether they're like um, on the right or left or whatever in the middle. He talks to everybody and can relate to everybody, which is really cool. And he will disagree on certain things. Right. Um, but... He, I, he's just, anyways, back to the on his podcast. He's like, don't you think it's weird? So we're shutting down the country. We're doing all this craziness, and then they're not talking about how to prevent this, right? In like your own way. So he's like, people should be going out and exercising. People should be taking like vitamin C. People should be doing this. Their diet should be in check, and they're not even they're not even covering any any of those things, and which is ridiculous. I think. He said, like, I think they were saying, like, vitamin C and something else was supposed to, like, it was helping com combat it. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I just started taking a vitamin C tablet, like, every day or every couple of days, and I felt fine. I, I didn't get, like, sick or anything, but... It's just weird that they wouldn't even say, oh, yeah, hey, go out to your drugstore, get some vitamin C, you know, that's going to help this. And right. That doesn't make any sense. Makes no sense to me at all. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, I would agree with that. We're not talking. We're not. We're not talking about things that can boost your immune system. Yeah. Um, well, even probiotics help with that. Exactly. Yeah, gut health and everything. Exactly. Yeah, it's just it's 
It's just stupid. There's a lot of things that you can do um, that can, you know, basically you help your body fight off. If you get coronavirus or the flu or whatever it might be, you can help yourself fight those things off. I mean, the human body is designed right. to fight off infections. And it would, it would be, it, I could see them shutting down the country, let's say 50 years ago right. when you didn't have all this technology, but there's so much, there's so much technology, there's so much information out there and the rapid response to get answers on certain things or, Hey, we know more about the body now than we did 50 years ago. Sure. Then, and like say, well, let's just pick one of your spices. Let's say, Himalayan salt does whatever, whatever the heck you got over there. We they may have not have known what it does, right? But we they know it was good for you. But now we know that Himalayan it has the right balance of right, electrolytes and minerals, minerals and stuff yes. in there. It's right. way better than the the stuff that you get on the, the was iodized salt, or yeah. whatever it's called. But I mean, I understand if they did that fifty years ago. But like now, with there's so much more information. I don't think they should have, you know, shut the country down except for like nursing homes and stuff like that. Right. Or well, people with compromise. They did it too late. They did it too That's late. That's what they always say. They did it too late. They Hindsight's twenty twenty though. They should have shut the schools down. They should have shut every restaurant down. They should have shut everything down. All travel. Nobody should have been going to an airport and getting on an airplane. They should have shut it all down maybe at the mid-February to the end of February for a month, and I don't think we would have had the problem that we have now. Yeah. We waited too long. But and that's just my opinion. Yeah. That's just my opinion. That's I all. And the, the problem is, and with anything with hindsight, you never know. Cause, right. I mean, we could, who knows? We could have we done the same thing. Could have been better. Could have been worse. We don't know. Here's the thing. Coronavirus, in but, my opinion. But what, what, okay, so let's say if we shut it down in February, would it be shut down longer? No, I think if we would have done the right thing and shut it down the right way and actually forced people to do what they should do, like not trap, like no airports, shut down airports, no restaurants, you shut that shit down for a month, yeah. for a month, nobody's going anywhere. And then, it would have been a lot better. One month, if they would have said, we're going to shut down for one month, and then after that, we're going to reassess and open everything up. The problem up. is, Americans yeah. in our freedoms, like, you know, and again, there's a fine line to toe there, but yeah. we, we don't like to give up any of our freedoms, and we get freaked out that these freedoms are going to get taken away. But, you know, if you look at us now, and, and I'm, a, I'm a traveler, I like to travel, I think it's right? worse now than what, yeah. I am less free now to do what I want to do than I was... You know, like I can't, we can't travel anywhere. We can't, none of the country, none of the other countries want us. We're not allowed to go anywhere. So are we just because we, we don't, we refuse, you know, you don't want to wear masks. So we don't like doing that. Yeah. Um, we didn't want to shut down the restaurants. We didn't want to shut down schools. You know, we don't, we just don't like it. Um, you know, are we in a position now where we're more free? And I don't think we are. So and so it's frustrating because I don't know I don't know the full story. I don't necessarily know where I stand on the coronavirus issue. Here's what I think about coronavirus. I don't think coronavirus was scary enough. No. It has I a very think, low death rate. I don't think it's I, the the there's more with the flu than there is with this. There is. If this yeah. had been and Ebola. Is, and the flu is every year. Yeah. And it changes every year. But imagine. Yeah. Imagine if this were something like Ebola. With, well, like the Black Plague or like something crazy like that. With a 30 to 60% death rate um, or, you know, he, like hemorrhaging type of thing. Now, that would be something oh, where be people... Scary. That'd yes, be terrifying. Terrifying. I would understand that we shut the country down for that. Exactly. That would make sense. Coronavirus simply wasn't scary enough for us to give up our daily freedoms. Yeah. You know? I'm, yeah. And now we're sense. stuck in this limbo of like, well, the numbers keep going up and then they no, go down. They and, don't you know. know. It's we all just, fake. We went it's through. All, <laughs> it's, it's all, I don't think it's not fake. Not like fake. I'm saying the testing because. Well, you, that part. They, right. they test like the same person 50 times. Oh, we have 50 new cases. You have one case. I unfortunately think it's very politicized. Yes, I know? agree with that. It's very politicized. I think that, I think that every, every time there is a, I'm not sure if it's a Republican or Democrat, whoever's in office, but I think every time there's a new uh, person coming up or every four years, I think there's always something like this that happens. Like whether 
it's the economy tanks or there's something like this or some other like weird thing that just happens. I think it's just it's just all a game they're playing. I don't think it's right. So anyway, and we won't know. Anyway, fifty years fifty years from now, we'll find out the truth, and we're right. like, "What the heck? <laughs> right. I had to wear a mask to Walmart for four months. I couldn't breathe on anybody. Right? Dang it! I, you know, yeah, I don't know, but I think that pandemics are something that we're probably, you know, with the with the world population and uh, with the way things are, and you know, with just people being able to travel the way they do. Yeah. I think it's going to become more and more of an issue. Well, I think um, it will also because social media blows everything out of proportion. Well, that doesn't help either. Yes. So. It doesn't help either, for sure. Or you, you got those Medina moms or whoever <laughs> that say, oh, no, Timmy's not wearing his mask today. He's causing all these issues. Right. Yeah. So. But anyway, we kind of got off on a tangent. No, that's fine. Let's go back to, like, kind of falling off the wagon and, like, getting back on it post, like, COVID or post-life transition. Post, Because yes. a lot of, t- you know, I, I feel like a lot of people will get on track really well and then something will throw them off track and then they get frustrated. But it's like you have to, in your mind, sort of get yourself geared up for this idea of, okay, I'm going to get on track and I'm going to have to get on track like a thousand times over the span of my life, because there's always going to be these transitions happening in your life. Right. You know? So, uh, and it's never going to be just like easy and you get on track and then you just stay on track forever. That's not how it works. So anyway, this pandemic happens, right? And now everybody's like gained the, 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 what, the quarantine? The COVID 400, yes. Right, the quarantine 15, Every, every month is 100 pounds, so four months, right. 400 pounds. So I, I actually, at the beginning of the quarantine, um, and she's I down to 3% body fat, ladies I and I am not down to 3% That's body what she's fat. Trying to, no, trying to brag. I will never be there, ever. <laughs> um, I'm not even trying to drop below 20 anymore. I just can't do it. I like to eat too much. Yeah. So, um, but, a lot of people gained weight during the first... I mean, a lot of people, they, they're they still saying that they're gaining weight and they've gained, you know, 15 to 30 pounds during this quarantine, which lasts around three months, right? Yeah. For me personally, the first month I was, was like a total... I fell off track. And I mean, I was still working out and still walking, but... My workouts were not what they were before because I was kind of like, I wasn't really scheduling them anymore. Like I was getting up a little later and my schedule and and I had the time because I had to stop working. So for me to say I didn't have time, you know, that, that would have been a lie. So it had nothing to do with time and had more to do with just, you know, I kind of got lazy and I was drinking a lot. It got to the point that first month where I was drinking. A lot of water. A lot of, yeah. (laughs) Different W. Different W. Okay. Gotcha. (laughs) I was drinking a lot of wine. So probably three quarters of a bottle to a bottle a night. Wow. Yeah. It was getting up there. Records. So I. Set records. But here's the thing. You got your own wine cellar too? (laughs) Actually, this house being an 1800s house, our basement is like a wine cellar. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You're good. I'm good. I even, I signed up for a wine delivery service. <laughs> Just like that pizza <laughs> delivery service? Yes. It brought like 10 Chicago pizzas or something yes. like that? Yeah. And, and I went through the whole thing where you're at home and I didn't really have anything to do. And my kid is at home and, and I just wanted to eat all day long. So I probably gained like maybe 10-ish pounds over the first month or two. Oh, okay. And then I had to rein it in and get it under control. Oh, 10 pounds is not bad. It's not, but for, you know, for my frame and the fact that, you know, I'm a trainer and I, you know, know how to do this, it was like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. You know, like, why am the I The clients are going to be like, what the heck is that? <laughs> Where did that come from? Right. Uh, we don't talk about my that. Little, my little fupa? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> Wearing some baggy shirts? Yeah. <laughs> um... So yeah, no, I, I I had to I had to rein it in, and and I think it's important for people to realize that you're going to have to do that over and over and over again in your life. You have to rein it in. Just like a horse, right? Right. Yeah, you got yeah. to tighten those reins back up a little bit. Uh, but so talking about these transitions, so like how do you get back on track? 
Like, I don't know. Do you have suggestions for people on like how they can get back on track? Um, I like to listen to podcasts about how to get on track. I love that. Yeah, I think that's, I for me, that works the best. And then it's just a matter of getting up. And then that is a, a whole different story. Okay, so how, okay, now I love the podcast thing because I do the same thing. I listen to motivational podcasts and it really does help. Like uh, the fastest yeah. way to get into your subconscious is to listen to stuff like that. Oh, I, I totally agree. It yeah, Because when I was working at my old job, when I was doing um, pretty well, all I listened to podcasts while I was at work. Yeah. During work hours. But, uh, or like between calls or whatever, but, oh no, it was on my 15 minute breaks anyways, but, uh. But getting up early. So like, how do you, how do you make yourself do it? Oh, uh, now, so I have, I unplugged my phone cause it used to be like right back next to my bed. Right. So I have to put, put it on the, uh, dresser, which is across the room and um, from the podcast, they say, grab your stuff, like have it staged and just walk out of the room, like right when you get up. Right. Like don't even, don't even like put your clothes on, just like get up, grab your clothes for the thing or whatever, and then just walk out of the room and then you're fine. Because it's, it's that, that bed is so comfy. And that's the, that's the biggest, that's the biggest thing. Or like... I'll notice now, or in the past few months when I've been trying to get back up, it's just, uh, how did a kid sleep last night? Do I really want to get up? <laughs> because if they did not sleep and I'm, like, dragging ass, right. I do not want to get up at but all. But I thought you weren't getting up. I wasn't. I would, I would have the motivation to be like, oh, I'm going to get up. It's September 1st. I'm going to get up, set my alarm for 4.30, and then I'll set it for 4.30. I'm like... Let me just knock it. I'll get up at like three o'clock and I'll look at it like only have an hour and a half. Let me just bump it to five thirty, <laughs> and then seven o'clock or whatever. So I'd always push that time out. Um, I think that was my biggest thing, but that was because I had the phone like right next to my bed, so it's a lot easier just to reach over, adjust, and go back to sleep. But if I have it across the room, that's non. So you actually have to get up. Yeah, I actually have to put it across the room, um, and. When I was, like a year ago, when I was getting up consistently, I had my phone right next to my bed and I had no problem. Hmm. But like right now, it's just like... What time do you go to bed? Um, I go to bed by like 10 o'clock. I'm in bed by 10. Okay. So it's like six and a half hours sleep. So it's not, it's, you know, ideally was like seven or eight. I think it just depends on the person though, right? I think we talked about that. But seven or eight is usually typical... Yeah. Um, I try to get in bed by 10 o'clock or like be in bed reading a reading by like 9.30. Okay. So then I'm That's really good. So you're not like looking at a phone yes. or whatever. Do you, have, um, do you have twilight on your phone? What's that? Dark it's mode? The, I have dark yeah, mode. Okay. Yeah, okay. So it's the blue light blocker. Yeah, I have that. Yeah. I have that set up all the time. Yeah. Because it's just blue light's terrible for you anyways. But uh, yeah, I have that set up on my phone. But... Even even if I was to stay up till midnight, I could go to sleep in like fifteen minutes. Really? Even if I look at a screen. I kind of hate you right now. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't affect me. My my wife she'll be like, oh, "I'm so tired, but I can't fall asleep." I'm like, "Well, turn your phone off and go to bed." She's like, "I'm tired," so she's like, <laughs> just flips through stuff. I'm like, "Well, what? you got to get up with the kids, so right. I'm going to sleep now." But yeah, I don't I don't have too big of an issue going to bed. It's just a matter of getting up in the morning. Right. Right. So, I mean, yeah, those are good strategies. And I mean, again, getting up early, I think uh, that there's, I don't know, is there scientific evidence, but what? You well, hear I think all they these, say like, once you get out of bed and then like the day start, like you start doing your workout or you start doing something like the first moment, like light comes up or over the horizon, then you're like up. Right. But like, it's just that initial, like, it's kind of like when we talked about, uh, I think we talked about digestion or something where it's like uh, right when you wake up, like you put something in and you have like 12 hour window mm -hmm. and then that's kind of like your peak digestion is the best in the morning and then it kind of tapers off at night, right? Yeah. So I think that's the same, same thing. So it's like once the sun is up, you're up. But when you're like get up at 430 and it's like dark, and you're like, why am I up? Yeah. You're just, your body's like, you should be in bed. But you know, you should be up. 
Yeah. Running. Well, I think there's something though. You hear all these entre like these big entrepreneurs, and you know, like Dave Goggins. You know, I know you listen to him. I love him. He's I want him to live with me for a month. Oh my God! I ever, do. No, I would I never would, want him to live with me. I would do it. I oh, wouldn't pay. No. I can't pay you anything because I'm not a Ugh. millionaire. Millionaire, but I would love to live with me for a month. And get me out of bed. That'd be great. I couldn't handle did you him. S- he actually did that with... Uh, did he? Uh, I think it was the owner of the Atlanta City Haw- Atlanta Hawks. Wow. He lived with them for a month. He said he would just do random, crazy stuff. Like, during a meeting, he'd be like, I need you to do 10 burpees on the minute for 10 what? minutes. <laughs> and he'll be, like, drenched. Yeah, he did, like, some crazy stuff. Oh, my God. But it was just to get this guy out of his, like, funk. Yeah. And that and that's what did it. And this that, that guy also lived with monks for, like... Right. 30 days or whatever. But you listen to people who are super successful, either in their fitness and health or in their businesses. And one of the things that a lot of them say across the board almost is that they get up early and the first hour or two of their day is ultra productive. But a lot of times, mm. not ultra productive in the way that they're like working, more so ultra productive in their self care. So they're working out early in the morning. They're meditating early in the morning, but all of them are getting up early and, and, and they're, they're getting, there's, they're accomplishing something early in the day. Um, they're getting something that, you know, maybe if you don't like exercise, the best thing you can do is get up and get it out of the way. Like, don't save the exercise until 3, 4, 5 p.m. Yeah, they usually say blows don't. Up. Yeah, they usually say don't do it after work if, yeah. you can, if you can help it. Right. But, I mean, the problem is I'm not, well, for me, if I had the equipment at home or at the gym in Brunswick was set up how I like it, I just, I don't like that gym. My wife goes there. But I'm not going to drive to Medina to work out to come home to shower. Right. So that's the only, that's the only thing I don't like. I mean, if, if, if snap, if I lived right across the street from snap fitness or I was like a mile away or something like really close, I would do that. No problem. But right. I think after work just works best for me just for time, time and stuff, you know, just, just, or if you can put it in your house or your jet or your garage, I mean, I would love to do that one day. But Well, and that goes back to this idea of, you know, like, I get, I constantly get people telling me why they can't do something. Well, I can't, you know, it's too hard for me to get up and, and get all my clothes together and, and go to the gym and, and I'm like, you know, it takes too much time and I got to be at work at, yeah, you know, they're, they're coming up with all the reasons for the, for why they can't instead of like, okay, how can I make this happen? And the reality is, is that there's always, there's almost always a way. So you just said like, I don't really want to go to the gym because it takes too much time. You know, I've got a young kid, I got young kids, whatever. I want to be at home. So what do you do? You set up your gym at home so you don't have to go somewhere. Yeah. That, I mean, there's solutions. You just need to have the if mindset. You have the, yeah. It just depends on if you had the money for it too. Cause that's, that's another problem. But even then money is also an excuse because when it comes to something like working out or even eating healthy, well, yeah, you just get a kettlebell and you're fine. Yeah. Exactly. Which it doesn't have. have, you can use body weight if yeah. you're just getting started. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're just getting started, yeah. Do that or just get, yeah. Get a, If you get a kettlebell, you can do a lot of stuff oh with gosh. one of those. It's, yeah. it's unreal. I think there's actually uh Pavlov T something, Tetsween or something. All he uses is a kettlebell. He doesn't use anything else. And he trains really? like, yeah, he trains like, uh, special forces or whatever, but I know a a couple of people like, you know, bigger name fitness people who they, and if you, I mean, if you look at their, they say they only train body weight, they're freaking ripped. Now they're doing like that eccentric body weight training. Yeah. Okay. So really, really slow, um, slow, uh, down phase reps and stuff. So, I mean, it it can, you can, it can work if you, have the mindset to be like, okay, this is what I can do versus all, you know, coming up with all the reasons, well, this is what I can't. And if, you know, if you're just not that motivated, I think you have to come to terms with that with yourself and say, okay, I'm just, you know, I'm happy where I am. I'm happy enough where I am right now and I'm not going to make changes and at least wrap your mind around that if you're not going to. Right. Yeah. But getting up early. So like, okay, listening to podcasts, we've got a couple of things here, like getting back on track, right? Yep. Listening to podcasts, so kind of filling your brain with things that are going to help you change your mindset, because again, that mindset that we're saying is so important. Getting up early, 
right? Oh, and you had, like, said putting your alarm clock. Yeah, all across the room. Yes. Some people even have, like, two or three alarms yeah. on their phone. So there's this product, and I don't know what it's called, but it's a mat. It's a connected to your alarm clock or your phone alarm. Okay. And it's on the floor. Okay. And your alarm goes off, and oh, it's, like, all on light. It, you? you have to stand yeah, on the mat. Yeah, I've seen that. It forces you to stand up. You ever seen <laughs> There's like memes or something. Um, it's like an alarm clock that releases spiders if you don't hit if you don't hit the snooze if you don't what? hit it. It's like a meme or whatever. Oh. Like this is like this is the best alarm <laughs> clock ever. It's like it's like if you don't hit the don't hit the off button to get out of bed, like spiders start coming out. Well, or the work. one or the one where it like it's on your bed and like it like just gyrates you out of bed so you're like awake. Yeah, that would be funny. Uh, but it would work. I would never know. Yeah. Until you got whiplash and get to sue the company. <laughs> what else? What else? Like, how can you get back on track? Um. Oh my gosh. I don't. I, well, you should set up a diet plan or something. Because I mean, the what is that old adage? If you if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Type thing. You should definitely have like some kind of like cutting cutting shit out of your diet, especially like all the processed shit. Like we we actually. We actually started, um, so our four-year anniversary is uh, almost a month. No, almost a month. Yeah, about a month ago. And we just said, you know, we're just going to start buying, like, organic stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I think just getting, like, the processed crap out of your house is probably the next best step, especially if you like donuts like Kelly does. Or, I love donuts. Or ice cream. or. I love all that stuff. Yeah, we don't have ice cream. We just Our biggest thing is, like, snack food because, you know, our our son is just like, oh, you got snacks. Oh, you got chips. Like my thing is, I I purposely buy Doritos that are called like Fireball something or whatever. They're like the super hot ones. Right. And um, I gave it to him one time. <gasps> oh, Not like a whole chip. I gave him a little bit. I didn't give him. I I'm like, hey, I'm like, hey, it's spicy. I'm like, you might, you're not gonna like it. He's like, oh, I'm gonna try it in my ear. <laughs> so I gave it to him, and he's like, ah, ah. he's like, I don't like it. I'm like, yeah, I knew that. So I had to like go get him milk or whatever to help him out. <laughs> but it was funny. But I, yeah, I think get just getting all that junk out of your house or having like some kind of game plan, or at least like the problem is. Yeah, the problem the problem is with all these fad diets and stuff out there is like, do you, what do you stick to? Um, and you were you were doing that one um, intuitive eating, yes. So which I'm, is not a diet though. Yeah, but that might be the best route. I would say that yes, intuitive eating can be helpful for anybody because what it does is it you know, and you can actually mesh intuitive eating with with diet with any sort of diet that you that appeals to you because. Intuitive eating basically teaches you to listen to your body's signals. And if you're listening to your body's signals, you don't overeat because overeating feels like shit. You know, it, you don't feel good when you overeat. Depends on what I'm eating. Well, not, no, but still. No, your your stomach feels like it's like way What's stretched. your favorite food? I don't know. Like right now. Like what would you overeat? Gummy bears. Everything. <laughs> Oreos, gummy bears. Whatever. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's go for right? those. Okay. That's fine. So you overeat, right? And it is good going down. But then how do you feel after you eat a whole bag of Oreos? Oh, I feel so guilty. No, yeah. You feel awful both <laughs> physically. Or it depends. I also, yeah, I feel awful. But if like if I eat a whole bag of those Fireball Doritos, I am regretting it the next day. Oh, totally. Because my... Number twos are like <laughs> on fire, <laughs> like, like fireballs coming Love out. Love it, there. it's terrible. Oh, but no, but see, like if you can make that brain body connection between a how you feel when you don't eat right and when you overeat, and how you, and then on the other side, how you feel when you eat the right foods for your body and when you don't overeat. I think, like, I, I've always had an issue, especially at dinner, with overeating at dinner. Like, I don't know why. I just, I want to eat my biggest meal at dinner, but I always end up feeling overstuffed and bloated. Yeah. And I hate that feeling. Well, I think, yeah, I think most people eat their eat their biggest meal at dinner time. In America, yes. Well, I, I think it's also because, like, you get up in the morning, you get something small ready for work, and then you go to work and eat lunch, and it's small. And then dinner time is, like, 
oh, I can actually prepare a, like a, a decent sized meal. Cause it's not like you put like for dinner, you put like a meat, a veggie and all this stuff. Well, right. Most pe- well, you probably do, but, um, or you're just getting whatever. But I think like you're not doing that for breakfast and lunch. No, there's no way you're doing that. I think, but it, I think it's a cultural thing in America. Yeah. We have been taught to eat the majority of our calories in the final meal of the day, which unfortunately is not great for us to begin right. with. But if you focus in on those feelings that you have in your body of like, how does it feel when I overeat and it's shitty? Yeah. You know, and then on those days where I'm able to consciously stop myself from eating more than I need, like I'll stop, you know, I want to eat more because the food tastes good. But I'll be able to say, okay, I don't want to feel like crap or like, hey, you know, I want to go out on the, like I go out on my paddle board. Yeah, you definitely don't want to have a My paddle boarding has taught me because I go out a lot in the evening and I eat beforehand. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do. oh yeah, you do. That's right. I yeah. do. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So I've been, I've taught myself like, Hey, look, I don't want to feel crappy. I don't want to feel bloated. I don't want to look bloated Yeah. because I'm wearing a bathing suit. Hello. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I, I've gotten really good this summer through the paddle boarding at, you know, at, at really monitoring myself and my hunger levels and my fullness as I'm eating. So anyway, yeah, the intuitive eating thing is awesome. But what I would say, like, as far as people getting back on track, one of the best things you can probably do is tracking. Yeah. Like I never, I don't like people tracking long-term because I think it leads to obsessive behavior, but I think it's good to do in the initial stage. But yes. Hey, I need to, I, all right, I'm eating this, this, and this. I know where my calories need to be, and then you, and then after, probably after about a month, you have a good idea as to where you need to be, as far as like calories are concerned, and what foods to eat or whatnot, or where you're at in the day. I've never had a single client not have an aha moment when when they track because a lot of people just don't realize how much they're eating and oh, how yeah. often. Oh yeah. You know, you got these moms who have their kids at home all day long, right? And, uh, and the kids are constantly snacking. Um, and then, uh, you know, the kids, uh, I don't know about everybody else's kid, but my kid leaves food out everywhere. If I walked past the bowl of Cheetos and grabbed a handful every time I walked past it, because there's bowls of Cheetos all over my fucking house, <laughs> I would, yeah, I'd gain like 600 pounds. Yeah. I don't know if, uh, we don't have like bowls of Cheetos, but we definitely have like crumbs of crackers or like, oh, there's stuff everywhere. Pouches and stuff. I'm not eating that crap. Like pouches, like that Gerber food. That's, oh. I'm not eating that shit. Well, you just wait until your kids are a little older and then there's like. It won't like, matter. I'll be 10 years into my diet and I'll be like, get that shit out of my face. bowls of gummy bears the just bear. laying around for you to, you know, know how, like swipe a few. I don't know how they're going to get them because I'm going to be buying them. If I ain't buying them, <laughs> I ain't getting them. So. Unless they get a job. That's why I'm so glad that my kid has gone back to school because now it's like I can get back on a more regimented schedule. And, and I think that that's also really important. You know, we talk about planning ahead for meals, right? Yes. Sort of looking at your week and trying to come up with some semblance. And I'm not a regimented person. I will rebel even against a schedule that I create for myself. I will rebel against my own schedule. This is why I don't do well on diets. Yeah. But I do need to have some sort of a, a structure to my day and my week. So I know like I'm, I know when I'm getting up in the morning, I know when I start my first sessions for work, I know when I'm going to have my, I know when I'm planning my workouts to happen. Right. I know when I'm planning to eat my meals and sometimes there's some deviation, but for the most part, I do have some type of a plan because the best thing you can do is have some type of a schedule. This is what, you know, we all know kids do great on schedules, right? So do adults. Yeah. So if you've been off track because of coronavirus and your schedule's all up in the air, but now that the kids are going back to school or, you know, we're starting to, we're slowly going back to normal and people are going back to work, it's time to figure out, okay, now I've got my new schedule. Let's figure out when can I fit in my exercise? When can I go for a walk? You know, when am I going to plan meals? You know, when am I going to eat these meals? Get yourself, set a, some sort of a structure for yourself. So, I don't know, that's, you know, that setting a structure is another one that can help you get back on track. What else? 
Um, I think getting enough sleep is going to be another one, especially going to, like, my boss. I don't know. I don't know what his sleep schedule is or whatever, what time he goes to bed. But he sometimes goes to bed, bed at, like, midnight, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. I don't understand how he does that at all. Like, I could do that when I was, like, I could probably still do that if I really wanted to now. But as I'm getting older or, like, I'm not... I'm not as I have a job, they have to be by, by 8 o'clock. I'm not going to bed at 2 o'clock. Right. You crazy? I ain't going to be able to function all day, <laughs> you know? But, uh, I mean, I think definitely uh, getting enough sleep or at least preparing yourself for bedtime is, is definitely good because of the, one of the, you know, obviously the recovery factor, but also the fact that you, I think they were saying, I can't remember if I read this or saw this somewhere, they say between 10 and 2, so 10 at night and 2 in the morning is when the, you get the best sleep. That's right. So if you go to sleep like 9.30, 10 o'clock, it's probably, you know, on the cusp of that, but you sleep till past 2 o'clock, that's like when you get the yep. best quality sleep. Yep, that is absolutely correct. Um, if you can get yourself to sleep, it's the hours between, I think it was 10 and 2, but even more so the hours between 10 and midnight. Yeah. Are like the best quality sleep that you're going to get. I wonder why I that know. is. I think it really has something to do with human circadian rhythm. Yeah, um, okay. And that makes sense. like historically speaking, you know, like the ca- during caveman times or whatever, we would go to sleep or we would lay down when the sun went down. Yeah. And so those hours are just programmed to be like the best hours. And I think, I don't know, something about our biology still needs that. So, no, I, I completely agree with the sleep. Now, you mentioned, like, sort of, like, getting into a routine in the evening. Do you have one? After the kids are asleep. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think the, I think the, the hardest thing right now is because we got, well, it's not Ruth. Ruth, that was just born. It's, it's mainly Levi because it'll just, like, screw around. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like. No, wait, how old is he? he he'll be three in October. Okay, he'll be three in but, October, um, so, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, he just, oh, it's time for bed. You know, we'll do story time. We'll do all that kind of stuff. All right, let's go to bed. All right, go to bed. Go to bed. Does he come out of the bedroom? Yes, okay. comes out of the bedroom. Okay. Um, and sometimes he'll be like, oh, I just want Dad to tuck me, and I'll, like, tuck him in. I'll be in there for, like, five <laughs> minutes. And I'm like, all right, Dad's going to go do school, or Dad's got to go do something. He's fine. But, um, yeah, typically we... If we can get them down by like nine nine thirty, we're in bed by ten o'clock. Right. I mean, I'm not up much past ten, unless I'm playing video games, and that maybe I might push it to twelve. But that's very rare that I do that, or if I have school to do or something. But right. I usually try to get be in bed and sleep by like ten o'clock. Right. Yeah, because I can't folk. I can't. I can't stay up too late anymore. So. I can't either. I don't. I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I want to just to hang out with my boys on, you know, on uh, online or whatever. But other than that, there's really no other benefit than that. So right. And as I get older, I just will have to just cut that out. It's going to be so sad. <laughs> so sad. It's a totally different, like, if I was to tell us to Mark, Mark would be like, why are you even playing video games? It's such a waste of time. Yeah, he's not a video game. He's yeah, not a because gamer. he's not from that generation. Right, he's you know, not. It's totally different, totally he's different. Not. Even my dad would be like, why are you doing it? Wasting your time on that. <laughs> yeah, but guess what? This streamer just made $10 million this year, Dad, from I'm, doing playing video games. I I'm say, never going to do that. I'm but. really bad, like, you know, about scrolling Facebook and, and Instagram, you know, yeah, in the that stuff doesn't. That stuff doesn't, that doesn't do anything for me. I'll do it like, like, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm done. Yeah, no, I, I do, I do it for, I do it too much. Um, so it's like, I'd like to be a little bit better about, you know, putting the phone down at a very specific time, but. I used to have a really good, I need to get back on a routine because my sleep hasn't been that great recently. I'm struggling to fall asleep and I'm waking up in the middle of the night a lot. So I, I need to get You got a new back. kid, not a new baby. What? You got a new baby. A new baby? Yeah, that's why you're getting up in the middle of the night. No. No. You got a newborn in the next room. No, no, that's the thing. I don't. <laughs> yeah, so no. it's like. What's your excuse? I, I, right. I don't have one. 
that's the problem. And I, I think my, my excuse is that I'm just not doing the right things, yeah. especially in the evening. Well, what time not, do you, you said you, you eat late. What time is late? No, I don't eat late. What time is late? Well, what's, what's your last meal? Like six? Six. Yeah. yeah 536. Okay. And if it can be earlier than that. Oh, really? Um, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because they say not, and not after eight o'clock, right? Um, that's what I mean. That's the conventional wisdom. I would. I still think eight is too late to be eating. Really? Yes. Because we eat around seven. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. what when I do my intermittent fasting program, um, I try and encourage everybody to be done eating at seven p.m. or or before. Yeah. And yeah, for some people's lifestyles, that just doesn't work. Like if you work late and then you got to make dinner and this and that. So, you know, your, your feeding window or your fasting window might start at eight or nine, but uh, I mean, I cannot tell you how important it really is for your sleep quality to keep, to have your digesting done before you well, lay down to go to yeah, sleep. Yeah. It was funny. I was Elon Musk. He's like the tech guy. Yeah. He said, he, he said, he read somewhere that. If you eat 30 minutes before you go to bed, that's when you get, like, the most heartburn at night. Oh, God. I get terrible heartburn if I lay down and I've eaten recently. And you said that it does, like, a bunch of, like, wrecks, like, internally, like, a bunch yep. of stuff. Like, yep. get a lot of... He's like, if you can do that, if you can eat and then have, like, an hour or so before you go to bed, it's way better than, like, eating before you go to sleep. At least. You know, I, I encourage people to uh, have a window of at least three hours. Three hours. Well, uh, I could do that. Between sleep. Seven, if, yeah, don't eat about 7.30, yeah. you know, but if I'm going to bed at like 9, that's like two hours. That's not too bad. Right. So, I mean, that's I mean, that's better than the average. I mean, a lot of the people that I work with, they're eating in a snack or they're eating an, a, a snack or even a full meal at like 10 or 11 p.m. Oh, that's late. It's terrible for you to go to sleep. That's late, even though I did eat a cookie last night <laughs> at like, like 11 o'clock. I was watching Rambo. Let's just watch the movie. You know, and I'll, I'll kind of tell this story to sort of make a point. Um, the, you know, sumo wrestlers, you know how they get them to put on weight? Um, like to put on that kind I'm, of weight? I'm scared to know, but sure. But they have them gorge on rice, like mostly rice because ugh. they're in Asia and steak and things like steak. But they immediately have them, they, they have them gorge on a lot of that stuff. And then they immediately have them go to sleep. That is the fastest Ugh. way for them Ugh. to put on weight. Well, maybe I want to be a sumo wrestler. Well, hey, whatever. I'm just making a point here <laughs> that it, that there is something like you'll, you'll hear a lot of people say, oh, well, no, it's just calories in, calories out. It's like, no, the timing of your eating does affect your physiology. So you shouldn't be going to bed because it affects your sleep and all of those sleep hormones, but also your body is going to be in storage mode during that time. You're not right. using any calories. You're right. going to store. Well, you are using some, but not like some, a lot. But yeah. not like when you're active during no. the day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that makes total so sense. It's, and again, I cannot, I cannot emphasize enough the importance of your sleep when it comes to maintaining a healthy body weight. And if you have food, if your, your body cannot simultaneously Dige be digesting food and doing all of the repair work that it needs to do while you sleep. Yeah. Those two things can't happen at the same time. Yeah. That makes so sense. you need to not have food in your stomach when you go to sleep. How long does it take to digest then? Um, usually like depending on the size of the meal, of course, like if you eat a whole pizza, I mean, then you're probably going to want your window between eating and going to bed to be like six hours, Oh man! you know, well, I better eat my pizza now. Man, and, I mean, hell. I'm talking about like, if you, you know how when yeah. you overeat like a whole pizza kind of oh, thing, I feel amazing after. I do eat you? It. Do I you? Cause so like good. if I do it, I it depends on the pizza. If I'm eating like garbage pizza, it's like, I feel like trash, oh, but yeah. if I'm eating good pizza. Really? Oh, oh no. It always, it's called. All right, shout out to Ohio Pie. It's called The Basic Bee. Amazing. Oh. <laughs> so good. It's like crack. Nice. Not like crack, but it's 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 good. But, I mean, you know, we've all had that feeling where no, you have that big yeah, meal. I understand, though. It's just, yeah. And it, like, takes forever to digest it. And so, it, depending on the size of the meal, if you eat a normal-sized meal, you're probably looking at um, around three hours for your uh, for your stomach to empty. All right, what's normal-sized meal? Like, if a plate reference, use a plate reference. A plate reference. D like a dinner plate reference. Well, if you like half a dinner plate full. 
I mean, again, this varies from person to person. Probably depends on the food, too. It does. Yeah. It does. And this is where you're paying attention, and this is where with my fasting clients, I'm like, look, when you are eating and, you know, you're at the end of your feeding window, you need to be paying attention to, it's not necessarily like the calorie amount of the food, but stop eating when you start to feel full. Right. Slow down. That's true. And stop eating when you start to feel full. And then that's a normal amount of food for you. Right. You know, because there is really no, when you ask, well, what's a normal amount of food? Well, that varies yeah, from varies. person to person. Yeah, yeah. So well, a normal amount of food for me is going to be different than it is for you because you're a big guy. Well, yeah. Also, yeah, because it mean, depends on your body right. weight and all that Right, stuff. and you're a guy. So, you know, your metabolism you, is different than mine. What are you saying? Like, I'm a guy. I would, I would, <laughs> right, you're a dude. And I kind of <laughs> hate you because I know that you could probably eat a lot more than me and, and you know, not have any issues there. You know, like you could probably eat Oreos oh, and ice cream. I eat plenty. I have issues. <laughs> <laughs> and That's now that you're going to be the big three O, yeah, I have to like totally reverse those issues. <laughs> Got to get these rid of these bags under my eyes or whatever they are. Well, we know somebody that yes, can help I you do. with that. I know I could text her if I needed to. Right, you need to go get a facial. I'm not doing that. It's so she's so, awesome. So I love my facials. It's so. Not <laughs> You're not metro, huh? Not, no. not the metro kind. Of, you don't seem like a metro no, kind of guy. No, not not at all. <laughs> No. All right. So I don't know. I think we probably got enough here to, you know, kind of help people get back on track. So, I mean, if you have questions about getting back on track, you know. Contact Kelly. Can, right. She and, and go take some paddleboard lessons. Yes. I'll get you out on the paddleboard. And, well, you know, it's got to happen really soon because yeah. our weather's going to turn to <laughs> shit here in a hurry. Yeah. You literally have like a week or so. And no, you're done, don't say so. that. It can still be good in October. Everybody well, get wet it suits. was really mild. It, it was really mild in December, January last year. It was. If you remember that. It was like hot, like actually like warm one day. Yeah, I I'm remember I'm not that. saying I'm going to go outside on a paddleboard in 50 you degree weather. You need to come out and we will get video footage. Yeah, next year. I just told you. Oh, that's my timeline. I don't care. It's fun. I, I don't cave to peer pressure. doesn't work. <laughs> Ask my wife. doesn't work. All right, guys. Well, until next time, we'll see you later. Uh, we'll put put this up in about a week, and then uh, we'll get crack a lacking on starting up on your goals to be in shape again. <laughs> Bye. Hey, everyone. This is TJ and Kelly with the Initiative Project Podcast. If you like what you heard, please like, comment, and subscribe. And if you have any questions you'd like us to cover, please email us at initiativepodcast at gmail.com. See you next time.